0: Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it, Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again, Detroit basketball, what up, welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, episode four, Wednesday, January the 15th, Is this front office blowing the trade deadline? It feels like an organization in disarray, not to throw out the alarm bells, but let's talk about it today. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA for the Detroit News and Associated Press, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today we're going to Talk about Tuesday's practice. Some interesting comments from Dwayne Casey in the lead-up to the trade deadline, the famous trade deadline. We're going to hammer you over the head with it over the next few weeks. But I'm going to throw some caution to the wind today. And first of all, I'll give you the disclaimer that really kind of what happens in the interim until actual deals are made and what those deals are is not nearly as important as what those deals are. But I will tell you a few ways, How about three ways that I think the front office could be blowing this trade deadline right now based on connecting the dots and what I might say about the larger organization. But later, I'm going to talk about the Boston Celtics. There's still basketball to be played tonight. The Pistons are in Beantown. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also, the Locked On Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at on Pistons Dash. Matt Shook with the Pistons back to practice on Tuesday after a third straight loss on Monday against the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime. That was one seventeen to one ten. I was at practice at the beautiful new Pistons workout facility, the performance center, the new practice facility. They got the the market open there as well. I would encourage you guys to at least drive by and at least and maybe stop in and see the whatever public areas you can. Or if there's an event going on that you can get yourself into for the performance center, you should definitely check that out. Give them a call ask them to do tours, something like that. I don't know that information right now, but uh, maybe I'll try to find that out for you and pass it along. Beautiful, uh, nice place. The new center area with the Henry Ford Hospital as well. A nice area to check out here in lovely Detroit City. But more interesting than even the practice facility is uh, the interesting stuff from Dwayne Casey, the coach of the Pistons on Tuesday, talking to the media. Of course, the the story number one that he was asked about was Andre Drummond. I'm going to play you guys the audio of what Casey had to say about a delicate situation that's playing out. And it, uh, it could be a long few weeks if something's not taken care of soon. But I've also got uh, one piece of information a little bit later on that I'll share that uh, might prove that maybe this won't go on so long. There's a clue out there that uh, maybe something's going to happen sooner rather than later. Got the uh, the phone ready to go off just in case we got trade news. It's that time of year, so got to be ready to jump if uh, Woj says jump. We say how high at this point. But Andre Drummond, as we to refresh a little bit here on Monday. Had a rough goal of it, gave up 21 points in the first half to Jaleel Okafor, who does not do that in the NBA, but he's a good post-scorer and uh, went to work on Andre Drummond there. Uh, Andre played better on him defensively in the second half, but with 3.29 left to go in the third quarter, Dwayne Casey had had enough and took Andre Drummond out of the game against the Pelicans. The game went, of course, three minutes and 29 seconds more of the second third quarter, the entire fourth quarter, and into five minutes of overtime, and Andre Drummond was nowhere to be found. He's the best player on this team and obviously discipline issues were afoot. Dwayne Casey after the game and in practice on Tuesday didn't really single out Andre Drummond, but of course he was talking about the big man and his lack of effort and trying to right the ship before this gets, before an ugly situation turns very ugly. And uh, that's what we've got right now. Um, It's a teetering Pistons organization that's trying to change course, trying to do it all delicately, trying to thread the needle as always and figure out a way to uh, remain in the middle, it seems like, but uh, we'll see what it comes out of this next month. Because like I said, more important what happens than what it looks like from the outside. But like I said, what it looks like from the outside looks like it, it might be uh, a tough couple weeks for Pistons fans, however you want this organization to go forward. Because I think you know there's not a lot of people that are going to be satisfied because either you want the teardown rebuild that's not going to happen or you want uh, to, to stay the course and keep Andre Drummond and see if you can build Uh, exactly how it's going right now, and I don't think that's going to happen either. But what did happen is Dwayne Casey talked. Here's a couple of excerpts from that interview in questions dealing with uh, lack of discipline, lack of energy, lack of focus, and uh, how that might relate to Andre Drummond. Here's Coach at practice.
1: Have you talked to Andre? Did you talk to him after the game? Did you talk to him today about what he said? Yeah, talked about what he said. About what you said. We talked about everything. Uh, We talked about um, the sense of urgency of starting the game. Uh, was was similar to what it was against Chicago, and that was the difference in the game. If we play the entire game that we play the second half, um, it was a different outcome. But ifs and buts are something else. So, again, we all have to decide what's important, if it's important to, to compete. And not only just Andres, everybody. You know, it's, it's everybody in the locker room. And again, the, the young group in the second half, uh, they did that. And again, um, you know, those guys are. are What you want to build your team around?
0: Last night, like you said, it wasn't all Andre. But I mean, going back to the Chicago game, he did get ejected. Are you worried about like where he's at?
1: No, that's him. Andre's a professional. Uh, You know, we talk to players all the time about being pros, approaching the game. Mr. Gore's checks haven't bounced. You know, they they come first and fifteenth. We're all getting paid. We all have a job to do. And again, that's part of our culture. We're trying to continue to. As we go through this process of development, we're going to do it the right way. If you're on the boat, on the bus, you're on the bus. We're trying to decide now who's on the bus and who's off the bus. And, uh, you know, again, like I tell players, not only are you auditioning for us, you're auditioning for 29 other teams. And your negotiation power is is what you put on the floor. Your resume is what you put on the floor. If you put a half-hearted effort on the floor, that's part of your negotiation and every team in the league has access to film uh they're 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 thinking from a basketball coaching standpoint of what you do not who's popular who's not popular and that type of thing so again it's again that's and that's true with any young team or young situation you're going through uh, a developmental process with is you know things get a little bit more Uh, personal selfishness -selfishness will sneak in if you allow it to, and we're not going to allow it to. It's going to be about the Detroit Pistons.
0: All right, and Coach Casey was asked a little bit later on in the scrum some more things about Andre Drummond. I'm going to play a little bit more audio from Coach after the break. We're also going to talk about some reasons why I don't think the front office is handling this trade deadline situation season so well so far. But, again, all is well that ends well, and uh, whatever happens is going to happen, and it's going to be the most important thing by far. The perception for yahoos like me on the outside really doesn't matter much as long as things work out well in the long run. But uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, that's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But, hey, to get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced, over-priced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1-connected fitness bikes that offer a high-quality at-home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy mom and dads, first responders and elite athletes, people on Twitter about the Pistons, whatever your activity level, and with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we will give you your money back. Join hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A to learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad, and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. Again, that's Echelon. fit.com slash L-O-N-B-A Echelonfit.com slash L O N B A. Yes,
1: sir! Did you feel that, that Andre was receptive to the message you were trying to share? I, with I, I just didn't, uh, again, you, I think you're trying to make this last night about Andre. No, no, no. Well, no just
0: yeah. When you talk about the contracts and the situations a, and auditions. No,
1: I'm going to talk about, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Andre's not personal conversations. Okay. Uh, I keep that personal. He's, he was probably first one out. So, man, we're making a big thing out of it. And I told the team this the other day, I will say this about what I told them. I said, every player I've been with, Dirk Nowinski, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, everybody's been in a rumor. So we get excited. No, it, it could happen. It could not happen. So, But, again, we still have a job to do. Every player. Kevin Garnett in Minnesota was on the trade. Kyle Lowry was traded in Toronto. All right, and and the owner nicks the trade, so he came back and played his behind off. He played with a chip on his shoulder, but he got the job done. And so, if you're in this league long enough, and you're productive, and you're a good player, your name is pretty, probably a pretty good chance your name is going to be uh, in the trade rumors. So, again, it's it's we still have a job to do.
0: There is Dwayne Casey from after practice on Tuesday, trying to do his job, trying to set things straight a little bit with the Pistons. He did to pass along some good news as well that Reggie Jackson could be back any time, although my best guess is we're talking about another week or so. Um, that's kind of a little bit of an arbitrary number. Uh, but he said he could be back anytime. certainly not back tonight. I guess the Boston Celtics was asked if he'd be back this week. Wouldn't elaborate on that before the All-Star break. Wouldn't elaborate on that either. But uh, less good news for Kyrie Thomas, who uh, is, is still – his return is not imminent, according to Dwayne Casey. Imminent, a word we're hearing a lot these days in the world. But um, so you know, good news, bad news on the injury front. Could be nice. It would be nice to get uh, Reggie Jackson out there, especially if he's able to get some run before the trade deadline. Uh, I doubt that there's any realistic chance that he not only plays before the trade deadline, but also looks um, – I think there is a chance he plays before the trade deadline, but I don't think he gives enough tape or has enough good games before the trade deadline for someone to – trade for him other than as an expiring contract so not not really a lot of chance to drive up his value there but uh, another thing i wanted to pass along that I, I tweeted earlier today on tuesday about uh today being kind of a significant day in the nba calendar uh as it were that it's uh, the last day that you can sign two-way players to a new contract so the uh the pistons obviously have lewis king and jordan bone as two-way players I've long suspected that at some point, especially after the Pistons make a trade, that Jordan Bone will be moved up to the active roster. And given a lot of minutes at the end of this season, the clock's ticking on his 45 days combined when it comes to The uh, being in Grand Rapids and and being with the Pistons. When he's with the Pistons, he only has 45 days to do that. Um, I'm sure he's got plenty still left, but it would seem that in the second half of the season, especially if the Pistons are developing like they are, and especially even more so if a point guard gets dealt uh, at some point this trade deadline season or bought out later in the year as well, that uh, there's going to be plenty of time for Jordan Bone to get some runs. So I suspect that he will at some point end up on the reactive roster. Now, if the Pistons move – bone from a two-way deal or Lewis King to uh, to the active roster, they, until to, after today, would have the right to sign another player to a two-way deal. But uh, if they don't get that done by today, then uh, that may not happen. So what's that mean? Uh, probably nothing. But if you want to be a conspiracy type or you want to think that this might be a, a realistic deadline for something, that uh, it could be a little bit of an incentive for the Pistons, especially a rebuilding team, to make a trade today clear up a roster spot or whatever other mechanism they could use to clear up a roster spot, whether that's waving somebody or something like that, a trade that uh, makes their roster a little bit smaller and uh, could free up that spot for Jordan Bones that you could go ahead and make that deal for a two-way guy or maybe promote Dante Hall or someone else from the Grand Rapids drive up to a two-way deal. Just something to think about that could happen. Another thing that could happen that we've seen happen to the Pistons in the past, kind of out of nowhere, that, um, you know, This could be the day that teams release a player from a two-way contract. Maybe Jordan Bone or Louis King isn't in the Pistons' plans and they have someone else out there in the G League or someone else out there in the basketball world that they think might be a better use of that two-way deal. So uh, also a chance that things could go the other way and that Louis King or, or Jordan Bone could get released from that two-way deal and someone else in, on the wire or, like I said, in the G League uh, has caught the Pistons' eye and they end up doing that. So something to keep in mind there. But wanted to talk, um, I know I was a little negative about the front office yesterday, and I'm going to kind of continue on that thread right now, articulating some of the Derrick Rose thoughts. Uh, we, we saw Derrick Rose play 37 minutes in an overtime game, uh, take all the clutch shots away. And it's. I haven't really addressed, I don't think, this head-on right now about the, the Arn Tellem stuff. Uh, Arn Tellem brought Derrick Rose in. And uh, the word is that, uh, according to Bleacher Reports, Eric Pincus, and I don't know how much I believe this, uh, and again, the disclaimer that the moves that end up may, being made are the things that we will judge this trade deadline by. But we, while no moves have been made yet, we kind of have to connect the dots where we're at and read into things. Now, Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report reports that the Pistons are not really interested in trading Derrick Rose and that they will only look to trade Derrick Rose if he's asked to be traded. And a lot of that stems from his relationship with Aaron Tellum his former agent there in Detroit. And again, uh, I kind of think uh, the optimistic p- part of me says that this is posturing by the Pistons front office just kind of a way to say, ah, we're not really interested in trading him and, and try to Get those offers to be up to either an acceptable level or an already acceptable offer to be even sweeter. And uh, that's it. Being said, that's a pretty risky job with playing a guy 37 minutes who's so injury prone and could go down at any minute, even if you're not playing him too many minutes. So you know, especially with Andre and Derek Rose, guys that uh, their assets, their, their values aren't going to get any higher over these next couple of weeks. So to me, you make the move sooner rather than later, especially if you can clear up that two-way spot uh, like we talked about. A little while ago, but aren't tell him, uh, you appreciate the fact that as a former agent that maybe he has some clout with some players, the Joe Johnson thing had his fingerprints on it as well. And that's a good thing by and large for the organization. However, uh, we're not going to trade you kind of a wink, wink, handshake, uh, not a no trade clause, but like a gentleman's agreement to not trade you. That's not something that good organizations do. I'm not going to accept that. I don't think that the Pistons need to do stuff like that to rehab their image to get a better look of free agents around the league or maybe players will want to come play here. You know what helps and you know what makes players want to come play here is that you win. You win games, you help your roster, you do whatever t- makes sense for the basketball reasons to get things going in the right direction. It's not that this guy who's part of the front office – Uh, Used to be my buddy, so we're not going to do that. And and I know he's not really the general manager. And by the way, there's not really a general manager in this whole organization to begin with, but that's not the way good organizations do things. They don't say, hey, we got this asset, and uh, it might be the best time to get something for him. And there really is not much value for us as a rebuilding team over the next year plus a couple months to have him on here. And we might as well cash it in right now while we have this asset. And I know it's a human business, but. You can talk Derrick Rose into playing for a contender in L.A. and Philadelphia. And I know that all the indications are that uh, Derrick Rose is going to stay here and the Pistons organization is not going to do this and not going to make this move. But uh, high marks in my book if they're able to jack the price up enough for Derrick Rose to make it worthwhile for him to go somewhere and to make the deal happen and uh, bettering a a a veteran player, a veteran well-respected player's situation throughout the league is something that's going to earn you some real cachet among NBA players and some real cachet among Pistons fans who want to see this organization continuing to get better as well and real cachet with your favorite podcast hosts as well. The first and most important way that uh, this – trade deadline is going to be judged, of course, is with Andre Drummond and whatever results from that. Now, uh, seeing from the reporting from James Edwards that we've talked about and uh, other folks that I've talked to around the organization, it's uh, uh, people who cover the team, I shouldn't say. I don't have uh, any sourced information from the Pistons on this, but it sounds like there's a little bit of um, an effort to kind of dull the enthusiasm of fans who Uh, Want, obviously, as much as possible and any kind of trade for Andre Drummond. We saw the initial reporting that it could be something like Chandler Chandler Parsons and the Atlanta Hawks, uh, through the Atlanta Hawks, the Brooklyn Nets' uh, top uh, 14 protected pick for next season. When that report came out uh, from the initial Woj report, I said that that was kind of like the bare minimum. That would be like a C- minus if you got that done. Well, as time has gone on, it seems like the expectations are kind of being tempered by the front office with things that they're saying in the media, and that uh, maybe uh, the the fans might have to accept that this might be expiring salaries and maybe a second-round pick, or maybe even just expiring salaries so that then you're getting out of the fact that Andre Drummond might opt in to next season, and then you're kind of stuck with him. For another year, stuck with him being uh, the term that you should use when you've thrown a guy uh, completely under the bus and said that we're going to trade him. And uh, you certainly don't want him sticking around for an entire summer uh, with that baggage uh, of a guy who's already emotional and and showing that he's having a bit of an issue dealing with the fact that he's uh, on the trade block. Uh, Understandable to some extent, of course, but uh, we've created a bit of a situation here. So, um, and really, from what we've seen, seven teams mentioned. We know that in NBA circles that a lot of times when you start to see teams mentioned, you know that the deal is not going to get done. Uh, I've seen different places people saying the Atlanta Hawks deal is dead and that it's not going to happen. I don't know that to be true. And uh, certainly a lot of times deals that seem to be dead uh, get resuscitated as the trade deadline gets closer. But, man, if if they leaked a lot of stuff to Woj saying that he's – most certainly going to get traded, and it's going to be an expiring pick, and maybe the Brooklyn pick. And then Woj went on to say there will be other assets involved in the deal, uh, and then it doesn't—it happens that you couldn't even get that uh, that offer given to you by Atlanta because it looked like they were trying to do a little gamesmanship, drive up the price, look around the league a little bit, see if they could find something else. If you couldn't even get that deal that you leaked to Woj and, uh, and get that one done, and you're settling for something that's not uh, 25 cents on the dollar, that's more like 7 or $0.08 on the dollar, then uh, you've failed at the trade deadline as a front office. Now, we'll see the times uh, times ticking, and uh, I will say again, Ed Stefanski in this front office in the marginal moves around the margins that they've made in the time that they've been here has been impressive by and large. They've made some decent moves, but they haven't really had to make the kind of uh, cutthroat trades that involve Andre Drummond and Derrick Rose and players that You know, matter in this league. Reggie Bullock for some assets from the Lakers. Yeah, it's a nice start. We like that kind of stuff. Uh, Seeing if you can roll the dice with Don Maker. We liked that at the time. time, I still like that. Don't mind it. It hasn't really worked out for the Pistons in any kind of meaningful way. Uh, So a good track record for the Pistons front office. And again, nothing matters until what actually happens. That's the thing that matters. We're kind of just uh, reading the tea leaves and doing some scuttlebutt here. But I will say, Uh, From what we're seeing, the way that the expectations have been altered, the uh, seemingly kind of clumsy way that Andre Drummond's name was thrown out there in the first place, Uh, not very impressive so far this trade deadline from the front office. But up next, we're going to talk basketball. Boston Celtics tonight. Maybe the Pistons can get a win against an actual good team while they've been losing to all the crap teams. That's coming up next here on the Pistons Podcast, the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team, every day. (coughs) All right, the Pistons have a 7 o'clock game tonight in Boston. They usually play 7.30 in Boston, but it is 7 o'clock tonight in Boston. The usuals are out. Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, Kyrie Thomas, Luke Kennard, they're all out for the Pistons. Christian Wood is questionable as well. He's got the right knee soreness. And apparently it's contagious in Beantown because Daniel Tice is questionable with that same ailment. Jason Tatum, probable. Uh, Robert Williams the third, the Time Lord, he is out. Carson Edwards is on assignment right now. And Taco Fall, the uh, the two-way sideshow, he is uh, also back in the G League, too. So the Celtics underhanded, just like the Pistons, although certainly the Celtics more healthy than Detroit is right now. But um, some interesting notes about the Celtics as I was kind of going through some numbers earlier. The Celtics have played the same two last opponents as the Pistons. On Saturday night, the Pistons played the Bulls. Monday night, the Pistons played the Pelicans, both of those games at home in Detroit. The Celtics were playing that same schedule on those same nights but just flipped the opponents at home, and they won those two games by a combined 47 points. So they're getting it done there. Another thing that I thought was interesting was that the Pistons, it seemed like they have never like won in Boston or won consistently in Boston. Of course, you remember you know a game here and there that they won, but they've actually had more success than I remembered in recent times in Boston. They have not... They did not win last year in Boston. I believe they just played once. Most years, they played two games in Boston. But the five years before last year, they had won at least one of the games in Boston. So good news there. But like I said, I have no illusions that the Pistons will win this game or even stay close. Boston is a professional team, and the Pistons can't beat anyone right now. So I would suspect that the losing times will continue with the Pistons. I can't imagine that Andre Drummond has any kind of effectiveness Although, another interesting note is that who are the Pistons' next two opponents? Well, tonight against the Celtics and then a couple days off before they head to Atlanta to play the Hawks, two of the seven teams rumored to have some interest in Andre Drummond. I wonder how that affects the big man's psyche. Will he want to show off and perform for that team or will the uh, the sulking and the the attitude issues continue into another game? Uh, and how will Dwayne Casey fix it? How will this team react? It's a short-term problem because it's looking for more of a long-term good solution that's going to come out of this and certainly you would think that NBA teams will look at Andre Drummond's entire body of work on how to gauge the market for him or what they want to give up for him but man just just the way that this has gone and that uh, the the word of Derrick Rose and you, know, you know only being able to fetch a second round draft pick on the trade market that all the experts seem to think the fact that Andre Drummond you might sell for a second round pick and expiring contracts for him uh, it's just Seems like there's uh, that th- we're getting ganged up on here in Detroit. I uh, remember uh, Nikola Miritich at an expiring caught a first-round pick at the deadline last time around. We talked about Tobias Harris uh, catching a lot more of a haul at the deadline as an expiring deal last year. You'd think that Andre Drummond, and yeah, certainly overpaid if he picks up that player option next year, but not a nuclear thing. Uh, Certainly coming off the books in 2021 is is a good thing for a lot of teams if they want to try out Andre Drummond for a year plus and then uh, audible on it, reload a little bit. It just seems like the – why is it that our Detroit Pistons players – and I know it's a a self-answering question that we're the Detroit Pistons, so that's why our players don't have value. But, man, it seems like some good individual players that can maybe help teams out there, uh, it seems like they should be able to – uh, fetch something on the market, and uh, I got a little bit of confidence inside of me that Ed Stefanski, Arn Tellum and whoever else is involved in the trading mechanisms and uh, negotiations and strategies for the Pistons, that they could pull something off. But like I said, and we've talked about today, not super, super enthusiastic and excited to see how these next couple weeks go. But they'll do it for our show tonight. Uh, Matt Shook of the Locked On Pistons podcast saying thanks for listening. We'll talk about how that Celtics... The game went and the other rumors that are flying around on tomorrow's show here on the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.